0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we look back on a Premiership title winning weekend for Celtic. It's been inevitable for quite some time, but the Hoops won again at Hearts to get over the line and crown an emphatic season. Michael Beale confirmed Alfredo Morelos won't be a Rangers player next season after having a negative impact on the performance in yesterday's win against Aberdeen. And it was also the weekend Dundee confirmed they'll move up to the top flight, but we're no closer to knowing who'll go in the opposite direction. I'm Gordon Duncan And joining me you have Simon Donnelly And Roger Hanna It's two in a row with Kyogo And oh, congratulations to Celtic To Ange Postacoglu, Callum McGregor And the players deserved Premiership champions They sealed it with a controversial win For some at Tynecastle yesterday But 34 games unbeaten domestically Since that solitary Premiership defeat at St Mirren They will surely do the treble with the Scottish Cup final against Cali Thistle on the 3rd of June and it has been a season of domestic dominance once again Yeah, fantastic, uh, absolutely brilliant from Ange and everybody connected at Celtic 105 goals, 95 points, they've got four games to go and beat the, the all-time record I'm sure they'll have that in their, their focus and as Roger says Another treble in the offing So what a season for them Always a big show In the Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard calendar When we look back on title winning weekend Yes more often than not In recent seasons It has been for you Celtic fans And it is the same again This season So how do you feel How would you sum it up How would you sum up The achievement this season What makes this one Different More special Better than some of the others who have been the main players and figures I'm thinking perhaps the manager as well That you want to single out for some praise What's next for this team All the usual questions that come when any side wins a title Let's get stuck right into that tonight So 01419511025 Maybe you can think about some key moments, key games, key results or goals along the way That you think played a huge part in that march towards the title not really a turning point, I don't think, when you've had your foot to the floor the full season and led from the front. But whatever you're thinking tonight, 01419511025. Let's hear from you Celtic fans. It's not every night you get to celebrate winning a title, so let's do it. Uh, at length, of course, there were other major talking points this weekend. Rangers fans, we spent last week wondering if it would be a changed team for the visit of Aberdeen, and it was. So what did you make of it? Robbie McCrory in goals How did he do? Should he stay there? No Ryan Kent No Alfredo Morelos And then Some serious criticism For Alfredo Morelos When he came on What did you make of that From Michael Beale? Was that just? Was it over the top? And I guess Have we seen him for the last time In a Rangers shirt? It certainly doesn't look like He will be there next season So your thoughts on that please 01419511025 And there are heaps of other talking points out there So come on down If you think we've missed something Put us right Give us a call And let us know To whet your appetite What was the result of the weekend For you Simon Donnelly? For me it has to be Celtic uh, I think as you said The title was inevitable They put themselves into a position Where it wasn't going anywhere Other than Celtic Park But they still had to go over the line uh, And they got through to Tynecastle All but hearts go down to, to 10 men But they get it done And they win the championship So I'm going for Celtic 
I'll go to the other champions, Dundee. I'll go back to Friday night. Um, it doesn't matter where you're playing your football. If you go first against second in the last day of the season, Amazing. winner takes it all, and you go to your opponent's place and score five goals. It was a bit of a game, wasn't it? It was absolutely <laughs> bonkers. These things are meant um, to be cagey and nervous at the end yeah, of the season. Listen, we congratulated Celtic at the top of the show. Congratulations to Dundee as well. They don't have an individual of the quality of Dippo Akinyemi. But somehow the Dundee Collective has managed to win the league You're going to have to put your Ayrshire bias to one side for now What about your goal of the weekend? I'll stay with you Roger Hanna uh, Goal of the weekend I'm going to go Todd Cantwell I don't think it was a vintage Rangers performance Yesterday was all about Celtic of course But uh, it was a goal worthy of winning the game Clearly won from the training ground Deep corner from James Tavernier Emphatic first time finish by Cantwell I think that's now Four or five goals now he's managed to get He's becoming reasonably influential Okay, that's one of you used your choice incorrectly Which means, Simon Donnelly, you're under huge pressure here Or the show ends at seven minutes (laughs) past six I'm going for the guy that's on your bedroom wall uh, Van Veen Yes, it had to be What a fantastic goal Uh, And he had another one chopped off You know, how many times does this guy get goals (laughs) chopped off Just for a toenail but fantastic touch, brought it inside, great finish. I mean, come on, just talk, just indulge me. How good was it? I mean, how good was it, though, Roger Hanna? Come well, on, I've only watched it three hundred and forty-seven times. Yeah, and actually, if Simon hadn't told me he was picking Van Veen, I was going to read out from the piece of paper you gave me at five to six. <laughs> Ordering it, that goal of the weekend has to be Kevin Van Veen. Come on, did Daz get his so bed good. sheet back? So What's that, 25, 26? Ah, he's gushing it, honestly. What a goal. Anyway, right, we'll Great. move on. We'll get did, back did, to did, did you see the tribute from the Motherwell fans over in that section in the far side, no. Simon? They had what looked like one of Gordon DL's bed sheets, mm. and it said, King Kev, was it born to reign over us? It was indeed. Very and topical. I know quite a few Motherwell fans, apart from the gentleman in front of us, Simon. Hope the they, sheets were clean. They adore. <laughs> they adore. Kevin Van Veen and somebody asked me earlier in the season would you have taken Van Veen above Louis Moult and I said oh absolutely definitely and I was mocked at the time mm. I don't think as many Motherwell fans would disagree he's with me now he has been so influential and, and the question is can you hold on to him well now? listen we'll get to that maybe some other time what about your howler of the weekend let's fire How, on howler through of the weekend now any manager assistant manager coach Simon Donnelly among you will st- talk to you about the importance of set pieces and how many goals can be scored from set pieces. Look at the Todd Cantwell one I mentioned a moment ago. I don't think either Hibs or St Mirren were expecting that Eli Yuan would be gifted a goal from a St Mirren throw-in after three minutes at Easter Road. Um, Fraser Wishart called it in early in Super Scoreboard on Saturday, but I'm not even sure Fraser managed to do it Mm. justice. A terrible throw-in, a terrible touch by Marcus Fraser, a simple finish for Eli Yuan. Who was howling this weekend, Simon Donnelly? It's not a a subject I I like to, because I've obviously been there myself over the years, (laughs) but uh, I'm going to pick the brother of my favourite Scottish player, Paul McGinn. Oh, the sitter. Uh, Yeah, it was a sitter. It was mm. could, Was it an open goal? Was it described well, it as an open, open goal? But it was very, very close It was a big gap there And he's hit the post And I think he went on record himself Saying that Van Veen thankfully Bailed him out Later on And one more then Main man Top performer over the weekend I'll go for the game I was at For Super Scoreboard St Johnson against Indy United St Johnson captain Liam Craig The only goal Gordon. A clean sheet Liam Craig Liam Gordon Liam. <laughs> Of course Clean sheet Only goal First win at home in seven months. Simon Donnelly. I'm going for Big Ange. I think he's man of, be, the week, man of the month, man of the season. I think he's 
done it again. He said he was going to go and do it bigger and better this year, and he's kept to his word. I think you have to give it to him. Str- strangest show, Simon. You know, for much of this season, Andy Halliday stood opposite me, and if Andy Halliday been here today. I would have had to have taken Big Ange's man of the weekend Celtic as a result of the weekend and Not all at all he's, he's actually very gracious Anyway 0141 Let's get stuck in Joe is a Celtic fan In Guruk First caller on the weekend after uh, You win the title Joe how, how do you feel? How would you sum it up? Oh it feels amazing lads uh, First I'd just like to say good evening uh, First time caller Long time listener um, I went up to Celtic Park yesterday After the game finished um, I went out with my mum and I'd, be, I'd been at other big times like last year, the Gallagate, things like that, you know, I've seen scenes before that just, they, they fill your heart with joy, but yesterday what that meant to me, um, it just, it can't be explained. I remember when we won the league last season, I thought, Ange came in, he changed everything. We were in a, we were in a disarray, you know, Celtic were in, were, were in an absolute shocking position and to, to do what he did and to back it up again, over another year It's just It's, it's unbelievable It's absolutely unbelievable um, It feels it, it feels amazing To be a Celtic supporter Right now Tell me why This one is so much More enjoyable Because I think everybody Who even remotely Follows Scottish football Knows Joey You've had a lot of success You've had a lot to celebrate In recent seasons But I do detect That everyone Absolutely loved this one What was so special about it? I think because When the Covid break happened And football got taken out of people's lives Rangers won the league that season and, and they were better than us and we were in we were in a really bad place. And when Ange came in and, and changed things around, he, he said last season, the last game of the season I was there, and he said, We'll come by bigger, better and stronger. And you you struggle to see how, how can we really improve? It was it was good, you know, but he's he's taken it up to another level and I really just think, you know, there's there's every chance that it could potentially be another period of Celtic dominance and that's what I'm that's what I really hope for. Roger Hanna, how would you sum it all up? Um, Joe's talking about another period of Celtic dominance. You've won 11 of the last 12 league titles. If we're not in the middle of a period of Celtic dominance, Joe, I don't know what's going on, but um, you can't argue with any of the points. I mean, Celtic have been outstanding. Really interesting to listen to Hans Postecoglou after the game at Tynecastle last night saying that when Celtic won the title last year, he deliberately threw out some words to the players Challenging them again this season to get better, to improve, to score more goals, to concede fewer goals, to gain more points, to be more emphatic in their play. And they've responded to that challenge this season. And you just wonder, you know, where Celtic will go next season because Ange does turn over the squad even in January there. You know, in came Alistair Johnson and improved things. Uh, oh, Replaced Giancamacchus He scored at Tynecastle yesterday as well So there are always changes Iwata come in So you can't imagine he's going to stand still This summer in the transfer market You would expect more players to come in You would expect some players to leave And to an extent you know You're going to get from Celtic next season For me This summer's all about Is there anyone can get close to them? Simon, you have seen this up close. You know, you've you've been to most of the games. Yeah. You know, as a former player, I guess you maybe look at it slightly different as well. Just how good was this one? Very good, uh, very enjoyable. I've said it on record before. Since Andrew walked in the door at Celtic, the team has been exciting. The new players have been refreshing. You know, he's went down different avenues with the recruitment. It's all worked up until now. Mm. And as Joe says, I was at the game myself <clears throat> when he said bigger and better next year. 
and he's a man of his word. He's produced that again. I think they're on the verge of a treble. We will not disrespect Inverness, but they're huge favourites going into that final for a treble, which will be nothing short of mm. tremendous. Yeah, and he, he's won five out, potentially won five out of six. But it's the, it's the style of the football. I think yeah. that the Celtic fans like as well. It's the new faces coming in. There's a couple of guys went away there, as, as Roger said. Juranovic, Jakimakis, he brings in quality to probably, I would say, enhance the team. And they just seem to be steamrolling forward. And I think the exciting thing for from the Celtic perspective is how do, how do they improve it again next year? Because I think the demands will still be there from a guy like Postacogli. How many you touch about the style? I was just going to ask Joe, you know, you talk about periods of dominance. Celtic had a quadruple treble under Brendan Rodgers. I detect from Celtic supporters now though That the style that's being played under Ange Is preferred by the Celtic fans To the football that was played under Brendan Is that fair? Oh, like the football we're seeing just now it's, it's so enjoyable to watch It's fun It gets you off your seat Not only that You've got a manager who you to- totally believe in You hang on to every single word he says You've got a group of players that you look at them And you see that they're, they're there They're together there's, you can see there's not there's not all little cliques going on that you maybe get the vibe with before. It seems like everyone's together, everyone's on board. The celebrations at the end yesterday, you know, it just it just makes you it makes you think. Next season, can we go and make a dent in the Champions League? You know, I'm not I'm not saying qualify, but if you do drop down into Europa, brilliant. Um, I'm just I'm just so looking forward to what the, what the future holds, and I hope Anne stays, and I hope we keep the core of this squad together. So. Aye, that that was all my points tonight. How, how much does the, how much is it then that the style drives that reaction that we saw last night, Joe? Because you know we, we've obviously seen here in Scotland, you, you you might you win nine in a row, or you you stop your rivals doing something, and these are like big history making titles. Like this one doesn't fall into that bracket, but it feels like you and your fellow Celtic fans are enjoying it every bit as much as the ones that that do. And it must be about that Is it because of the way The team's gone about it this season? Oh, of course And I think it's so much more special When you consider the rebuild That had to be required And everyone coming in Just hitting the ground running And to be going for a treble This year is, is amazing I'm I'm going on holiday On June the 1st And when I realised And I checked That the, the final was on the 3rd of June That's when I went Oh, we better win that semi-final, man <laughs> If we don't win that semi-final I'll be on holiday I'll be hiding that day um, but I'll not, be need, I'll not need to hide I'll be in Tenerife with my select colours on So I'm looking forward to it Don't get sunburnt That's the only advice I would give you I mean Roger You know Just kind of saying there You know different titles They're all good obviously They, yeah. they fall into to different categories do, do you feel like that Is that the main driver Is that why there's so much joy here Just quite simply In its purest form what the fans saw on the pitch is, is that is that yeah, where the yeah, real sort yeah, of joy yeah, comes from there's not a nine in a row significance there's not a ten in a row significance to this it's just I say just it's two in a row um, many teams do it throughout the season so there's no significance to that historically as you say I think the excitement the satisfaction that Celtic supporters are enjoying today Gordon is purely as Simon said it's about the style of the football it's Ange ball, it's the Celtic way if you like And I think the way that Ange has got these footballers playing for Celtic Has struck a chord with the support Does it maybe sort of I'm going to say extra impressive Simon Because second season If they didn't already by the first You absolutely <clears throat> know how specific Celtic are in their game plan They very rarely deviate from it So to be able to not let anyone stop you doing that I guess just shows how 
how fine tuned it all is. Yeah, but how how good they are as yeah, well. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The, yeah. the quality of the, of the team they, they don't change for anybody, uh, and that will be the challenge in Europe this year because I don't think they changed for anybody in Europe. They, they took a couple of heavy defeats. Uh, last year they'll be wanting to improve again But I think the team keep moving So the team, the players last year Have improved this year And I think they'll improve again Your Hatatis and, and guys of that ilk They will improve again But what Joe touches on there I think it's one of the key things in management It's the environment that the players work in I touched on it at the start of the season When they were down at Rugby Park And I think they scored five And I watched it and I seen players celebrating each other And the joy on the faces of players You know, when somebody else has scored the goal And that is priceless mm. in addressing them. One thing really again is is that the bit that's bringing so much joy to, to fans like Joe because I think everybody accepts Celtic are going to win most of their games in a yeah. season, right? Like you know, over the piece. But to go, so not every Celtic team is going to go to Kilmarnock on the difficult pitch and so on and score five. Yeah. Not every team is going to go up to Tannadice and score nine. Not every team is going to welcome Rangers and put and put four past them. Are these the bits that I have really stood out? I think that's why they they love this guy so quickly. He's been at the club. Less than two years And they love him Because of the way He goes about His business And, and that's the, I go back to two games Last year When they were 6-0 up I think Dundee and St Mirren And they want, he wanted He was pushing for a 7th And that For me That's the way I like Playing football You know Attacking Entertaining the fans Scoring goals And they don't rest On their laurels They go and try And steamroll everybody Thank you Joe You can detect Joe's happiness From here It's 01419511025 What are you thinking Out there Let us know We'll get you on next You the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Simon Donnelly and Roger Hanna are reflecting on a title-winning weekend for Celtic. They got over the line with a 2-0 victory at Tynecastle. If you've got specifics on the game, of course, you can feel free to share them. But lots of general thoughts and reflections. On that title win coming in There were a lot of other talking points across the weekend So don't think it's all about Tynecastle yesterday Keep your thoughts coming in please Bill is a Celtic fan from Bathgate How would you sum it all up Bill? Hi, I, I, would, I would just like to obviously congratulate Celtic on another title And it, it, was, it was basically, I've got two points One of them was, was basically just what I was, was, was talking about About uh, Manch Postacoglu and how well he's done in that I'm 41 and he's honestly the best manager I've seen at Celtic in my lifetime. I think the, I think the football in that he plays is, is brilliant. Uh, better than Brendan Rodgers, he's better than Martin O'Neill's. I think Brendan Rodgers' football got a bit stale towards the end. It was just like side to side. It was, it was quite boring to watch. But Big Ange's just got his playing great stuff nearly every single week. And it's absolutely great to watch. And just, just so happy and brilliant. How, how good is a style of play, Bill, that makes you... Favour that over a treble, treble. I know, I know. Um, I, I, I just think towards the world, uh, like the end of Brendan Rodgers' career, the Celtic just got got a bit stale. I think the the, the football Irish plays is just just on a different level than varied fullbacks and all that. It's just, it's just great to watch. So so, so much more a thing, and I, I think I think there's a lot more trophies to come under him. I think there could maybe be another treble next year, mate, if he's still there. Hopefully, he is. Well, I'm going to agree and disagree with Bill in one answer, Gordon, because I tend to think you're right about the Brendan Rodgers era, Bill. But um, I go back to that Martin O'Neill team 20 years ago. Um, it is nearly the 20th anniversary of the UEFA Cup final in Seville. Um, I remember the journey through Liverpool and Blackburn, Stuttgart and Boa Vista, Celta Vigo. And going so close against Jose Mourinho's Porto, while domestically 
winning leagues Not that season of course mm. But winning other leagues Against a very strong Rangers side With all those Dutch stars And Barry Ferguson etc So for me I'm slightly older than Bill And in my lifetime I would say That Martin O'Neill team Is the best Celtic mm. team That I've seen and they'd a lad up front called Larson and could nip a he goal as right. well. I can't win on here. See, I, I deliberately <clears> said treble, treble, because I thought someday will pick me up on the fact that Brendan Rodgers didn't finish off the quadruple treble. But sure enough, Colin John has written <laughs> quadruple treble, get it right, all in capital letters, and <laughs> let me see, 29 exclamation marks afterwards. Shouting at you. My apologies, Colin John. Uh, I will not make such a silly error in future, even though it was completely meant. Either way, Nine trophies, twelve trophies. Not bad. <laughs> you not get bad. the point I was trying to make. Yeah. And actually, it was a it, it was a compliment. I I don't care. It, it's Bill's opinion. I'm not challenging it as such as to try and underline. <clears throat> if you are even in the, the headspace where you can put Ange Postecoglou above that trophy hole, because he's obviously not there yet, you must really, really love the style of play. Yeah, but listen, the Invincibles is in there as well with, with Brendan Rodgers. I think it's difficult to compare different. Eras and yes. everybody has their own taste when it comes to watching football. I, I like this stuff just now, I, I really do. But getting back to Martin O'Neill's team, Martin O'Neill's team were terrific, mm. they were a different style. But they, as, they, as Roger says, they had Sutton and Larson up front, you know, they had Petrov in the middle of the park, they had great defenders. Would this team win artistic merit points though, Roger? What, you know, if that's what we're talking about. Oh, I wish Martin was here to hear you. <laughs> I, thought ask you that I thought you were going to ask him, would they beat them? Oh, because that, no, that, 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 that's that's entirely different. They may well win points for artistic impression, um, but I tend to think Martin's team would win more points for for victories on the park. And this is before someone slightly older than me phones in and talks about Billy McNeil's '88s and scenery double team. Um, I mean. Bill, what were the standout moments along the way? I, I, I can't imagine there were ever any points where you you worried about the title or doubted it because it was fairly convincing from day one. So, what were the convi- what were the, the big moments? Obviously, against Rangers, yeah, the Rangers game, but we're obviously unbeaten in the games. That 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 that's the big moments that that, that can win you titles. Um, I, I just think it's a style of play that Poster Cole will I'm not saying he's going to be as, as successful as Brendan Rodgers. Or, or get us to a European final like Martin O'Neill did but it's just the style I, I just think it's great to watch I could sit and watch them all day brilliant to watch it it's, it's mainly the styles and I the, the the big moments was against Rangers yeah Roger um, was there a moment that you remember thinking yeah well this is this is Celtic's title did it come yeah, early yeah I think the 4-0 game I think Bill's absolutely correct because you know in the early weeks of the season Rangers were still basking they'd been at a European final in May last year I remember mm-hmm. they'd won the Scottish Cup final in the last day of the domestic season um, some fools even tipped them to win the league this season I've seen uh, that I noticed that uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so I think you know the st- again the style of that win the comprehensive nature of that win um, yes it was only three points the same as any other win in the Premiership Gordon but I think that psychologically damaged Giovanni Van Bronckhorst Rangers team. They never recovered from that. And for me, you mentioned some big days, the 9-0 at Tannadice, the 4-3 when Greg Taylor scored the win on the first game at Tynecastle. There were some narrow wins. Remember a win December time up at Petog? Yep. was at 1-0 with yeah. yep. Callum McGregor scored late on. Uh, there were some tight 
Hard fought wins There were some Jack Flashy Exciting St Johnston yeah, Early in the season Wins like that mm. But I, I think The 4-0 against Rangers Was the Most important yeah. Afternoon of the season I mean it was certainly A huge indication Simon But because it was so early you know, there, there were still times Obviously where it was It wasn't a foregone conclusion I think Would it have been about Six points Around that That Pataudry game And yeah. obviously You know <clears> the, the swing can, And in fact and Was that you're coming back from a World Cup as well And then played Rangers soon after, was it? Yeah, the, the, the draw at Ibrox So, you know, although everyone always fancied Celtic That that was still at a that, point that in the season a, where it easily could have swung That was a big swung. goal as well Because oh, yeah, Celtic the, the went ahead in that game And then Rangers turned it round And Kyogo getting the goal and keeping was at the nine point gap at the time Just keeping that, preserving that gap was a That was a big goal Because that could have gave a little bit of encouragement to Rangers But over the piece, Celtic have just been too strong And Listen, Bill talks about the different teams through the, through the years. Celtic have always been known for free-flowing attacking football. I think it's the mindset of this team that, they, we'll go back to what he says, they, don't stop, they, they do not stop, they want to go and punish and punish again and again. And that, for me, is the attractive side uh, of this team. You know, they want to go and score goals, which is what the game's all about. Just an outstanding group, you know, players, staff. Um, after the success of last year, you kind of, you wonder... Still a young group, you know, the hunger going to be there. Are they going to be as motivated? And, um, you know, from the first day of pre season, they came back and they wanted to be a better team. They wanted to be a stronger team. And I just think they've maintained a, a ridiculous standard this year of performance results. Uh, it's just been uh, incredible. And I've rarely had to intervene at any stage to sort of get them back on track. You know, they've had the easiest job in the world in terms of just allowing these guys to drive, you know, how good they want to be players and staff and uh, just super proud of them. Everyone works hard but you know you want to get the reward at the end of it particularly just the way that the whole group's gone about it this year, the, the consistency of our football, trying to be successful on all fronts, you know never taking a backward step in any competition we play. You want that rewarded because that that's what kind of makes them continue to, to strive to be the best they can be and um, great for them to get the rewards here today and uh, great for our fans. You're quite emotional as you then? Yeah, I am, because um, you put a lot into it, mate. I, I realise that I'm doing what I love and, you know, I'm pretty good at it, but it doesn't happen in isolation of the people around you, whether that's, you know, my family and my wife and my kids and my friends and, and the support I've had within the football club, outside the football club. You know, you want to pay that back as well. It's not just about having the success. It's, it's a little bit of giving back to all those people who um, you know, are prepared to support me, you know, on a daily basis to, to do what I do and, uh, you know, everything you do is hard-earned and all those sacrifices that people make and, and the, the commitment and support they give me, um, yeah, it makes you emotional to think about. Bill, I suppose which Celtic team would beat the other Celtic team and who would get more points and who plays the best football, it's, it's just totally subjective and something we'll never necessarily agree on. Do you feel like most would agree, though, that this is about as... As close a connection as the Celtic supports ever had to a manager. Yeah, uh, definitely, mate. Definitely, definitely. Loved the Martin O'Neill era. It was brilliant. I didn't think it would get any better. Then you've got Brendan Rodgers between him and Brendan Rodgers. That's maybe debatable, but this is just—it's amazing, mate. Amazing. Where does that just, stem from, Simon? I think the way he goes about his business, the way, the way he talks, the way he gets the club. The, he's came in. And just seems to understand what Celtic's all about, and that in itself can relate to the fans, mm. or the fans can relate to that rather. And then it goes, 
how he goes about his, his day-to-day stuff, you know, and, and it's, it's a talent to get 20, 25 players mm. all pulling in the one direction. You know, you can go and bring in talent. We, we see it down south where they spend all the money and the, the likes of Chelsea just now they can't get, they, they won at the weekend, but up until then they can't get a tune mm-hmm. out of them. It doesn't just, it's not as simple as that. But he has brought guys in there that have the talent, but also has identified the person. Good people yeah. that want to come, work hard, buy into everything that he's doing. And that, that at the moment, I think is the ingredients that you know we see on the pitch. And yet, Roger, it's maybe easy to forget, results will always be king. If Ranger, if Celtic aren't winning all those games and aren't blowing teams away... We're probably not getting calls saying I love Ange Postacoglu's press conferences And I love the way he conducts himself I don't mind that we've lost three out of the last four But you know, I love his press conferences That stuff just doesn't happen So you get that bit right first And then the rest all follows And the whole thing's results driven Of course it is And you know, you go back to the start You can go right back to the start Because Celtic won the league at Tynecastle yesterday You think that's Saturday night at Tynecastle July 2021 John Souter scores for Hearts at the end Celtic then lose I think three of the first six league games And there's an inevitability that people ask Oh well, you know, what's happened here? Is -hmm. is this guy the guy? And it was actually interesting to hear him saying that Even then, he said yesterday Even at that stage I didn't have any doubt that we would be successful because I knew we were on the right path with the right people, with the right way of playing and my experience at previous clubs had told me that success was coming mm-hmm. and success has come. And was there something that, quite fitting about that then going back to Tynecastle? Mm, yeah, but because it felt to like a totally different year, uh, Roger's it? point there though, that stems from self-confidence and belief in what he does. Yes. He came into Celtic Park and didn't come with any staff. That's almost unheard of, mm-hmm. especially at a club and a job that size. He was comfortable in his own skin to come in and work with the guys there. Since then, he's brought Harry Kuehl in, but he walked into the door. He walked through the door there with on his own. Yeah, he had belief in his own ability. Surely strange as well, because most managers, as you say, bring four or five coaches and sports scientists and yeah. the goalie coach and the physio and the but nutrition. By the way, Roger, guy. I can understand that. Been in the, the game as well. At times, you, you need that. We needed that. You know, when we were at Partick and Dundee United, you need. Yeah. People round about you Because it can be mm-hmm. Horrible yeah. that side of but, football But what I was going to say Was Andrew's actually gone And get the players that he knew yeah. The guys he had wor- Either worked with Or worked against yeah. In Asia In the J League Guys he knew From South Korea that, yeah. he, that, that, That's the ones He surrounded himself with Thank you to Bill What about Mark then How would you sum up Your delight After yesterday Mark Absolutely fantastic You know First time caller um, And delighted to be on Delighted to have you. What what on earth? What I was going to say. What on earth? What in particular uh, jumped out for you over the season, Mark? Well, I think he has gone. I did wonder if it, I, th- I thought he ended a bit abruptly yeah, there. Cop caught me in the hot. But um, I think Mark will still be there somewhere. I would imagine. Let's hear a bit from Ange Postecoglou whilst we wait to try and get Mark back. Walking off that that day, I knew we had a mountain to climb. But I, I knew that before I took the role on. But. I wouldn't have taken it on if I didn't believe, you know, that I could deliver in, in the way that we have. And it's taken a lot of a leap of faith, you know, for a lot of people within the football club to trust me and my judgment in, in many areas. But I was very confident that if I had that kind of support that I would create a team that would make this football club proud, but also be hard to stop. I've done it wherever I've been, mate. It's not me being arrogant, it's just the, just the truth. I have that belief that, you know, wherever I am, that I can create that. 
but that doesn't mean um, you're kind of comfortable at any stage. So walking off after that first game, I knew, like I said, we had a mountain to climb. We had to work quickly, but you know, I knew we could get there. We've got you back, Mark. So sum it up. What, what was so special about this campaign? Yeah, so excited to get on for the first time, um, and uh, what a time to get on to kind of celebrate Celtic and, and how how well they did. Um, it's absolutely phenomenal. You know, I'm 50 years of age and I've been following Celtic for for over 40 years, um, and it's interesting um, when you look back at, um, at how well they've done. But I think the point for me is, um, you know, that's Celtic's 53rd title, two behind Rangers or one. Um, and looking at um, looking at how well that um, they've set their stall out, I don't think anybody's anywhere close um, to, to Celtic. And you know, looking across the city, and that's our benchmarks. That's what we look at week in, week out. Um, you know, how how well are they performing? Are we better than them? Are we not better than them? And I think to get to the point where you know we are two seasons behind them in terms of their, their, their um, and how well they've performed, you know, where does it go from here? It's an interesting take on that and ordinarily Mark I would agree with you but I actually think Ange Postacoglu is the exception that proves the rule. I don't think he looks across the city and looks at Rangers as the benchmark. I think he looks at what he sees at Lennoxtown through the week and at Celtic Park or away from home at the weekend and he makes his own judgments on how well his team is playing and he reacts to how well his team's playing or how well his team's not playing, if you like. And I, I think he takes a completely different approach to it. Um, I don't think he will have one moment of note. You know, he, I don't think he would go home last night and flick on the highlights of Rangers versus Aberdeen to see the changes that Michael Beale had made in the Rangers team. I think as long as Celtic are reaching the standards that he wants, he's quite confident that Celtic will stay ahead of the pack. Mark? Yeah, interesting, but, uh, you know, looking across the city and looking at it from a Rangers persuasion, you know, the, as I say, we have two trophies behind them in, in this <clears> race for, you know, that you know, that kind of dominance. Um, I, I can't see how Rangers can ever um, come close to, to where they are. You know, from Celtic's point of view, a team that gel, a team that, you know, look together, a team that are always prepared, and I think the, the measure of the team is we don't always perform you know, outstanding, but we still managed to grind out results. I don't see Rangers anywhere close to that. And the bean counters at Rangers, they must be sitting thinking, how how can we catch Celtic? What can we do to prevent them from getting this accolade? You know, if you look at some of the other stats, like, you know, from a Rangers perspective, an interesting one is we've played them 436 times. Um, Rangers have won 168 and we've won 166 you know, after you know the next old firm game will be 167. We're one ahead, one behind that target, which they've held on to. I can't see them coming anywhere close. I'm going to have to take your word for it. There's not a chance I'm going to count. <laughs> no, no, he's, he's absolutely right. <clears throat> Hugh Keevans has done reports on all of them. All, um, some fans like that stuff and sort of holding up. You know, I think certainly right now there's absolutely no question of who the the dominant side domestically is. And as Roger says, I'm not. I'm not convinced that will drive Ange Postacoglu. <coughs> Might be nice for some fans, sort yeah. of after the yeah, event. The kind of um, one-upmanship and obviously over your, your your biggest rivals. I I get that what Mark's saying, but yeah, I, th- I think the focus for Ange will be how can I improve this team. I think he's he's a game away from winning the treble, which is a a trophy more than last year. He said that he would do it bigger and better, but now I think for him he'll be looking 
to Europe. I think he'll want to go and you know make a fist of Europe, and I think that means getting through a group stage uh, and making a significant step there. You talk about styles. Do you think Martin O'Neill's style was more suited to Europe? Than either Brendan or Angie's style Because there has been well, I, no I, th- I think people look at Martin O'Neill's style And think at times Because they three at the back And it was direct But it's some great football players uh, Yeah they're Great yeah. football players it, And they had one of the best it is, Look it is a good discussion Of fans to all think, But it was also 20 years ago You know yeah. you, for, you forget that almost Time flies by and, and it feels like it was Yesterday 20 years is an eternity yeah, yeah. Like so yeah. much like, Listen the anniversary is just coming up the In a few days time Alright Gordon We're old no, no. Right. No, but I mean in terms of Because it doesn't allow you to And I'm not I'm not <clears> even <throat> Picking a side If there is one on this But just generally It doesn't allow you To really account for The change in the footballing landscape The, yeah. the, the, the different Strength yeah. of opponents The different strength of Your league at that time it, it, I'm, I'm sorry to you, you guys That was I'll, a long I'll, time ago I'll, I'll tell you <laughs> There's still a contributor To this show Who shall remain nameless For the moment who hasn't got over Sean Maloney's free kick at the end or Bobo Baldi's red card. So it might be 20 years ago, but people have long memories in this part of the world. I can imagine. 01419511025. Good time to call. We'll get you on next. 01419511025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Simon Donnelly and Roger Hanna are here. No prizes for guessing the top topic for you this evening. Looking back on a title winning weekend for Celtic It's funny Roger because on weekends like this the, the actual game itself, the one that gets you over the line Almost gets forgotten about And it becomes about this trip down memory lane Celtic at Tynecastle is always one of our blockbuster fixtures on the calendar um, But it sort of fades into relative insignificance after the, the league gets won Yeah, and listen, it doesn't really matter There were some good aspects for Celtic yesterday in the performance They withstood a decent heart start Um, The sort of eventually profited to hearts going down to 10 men And a couple of really nice finishes by Kyogo and O for the actual goals Something fitting about Kyogo getting in on the action on the day that the, the title was won Simon, given his contribution Yeah, it's been fantastic That, That was his 30th goal of the season uh, I've been fortunate enough to cover the games I watch him in the flesh His movement is excellent You know, for all strikers out there Trying to learn the game he's, He never gives anybody a minute But his, his movement's fantastic And that, that goal yesterday is actually Almost trademark Kyogo yep. Getting across that front post Getting across your, your defender and, and finding the net And he's done it 30 times He's been, he's been terrific this season 50 in two seasons 50 Despite in two the injury seasons problems he's had yeah, as well it's, yep. a, it's a great return uh, but he, he brings more to it as well You know, he harasses defenders He forces mm-hmm. them into mistakes i seen him a couple of weeks ago I forget the game Tracking back into his own half I think it was Rugby Park Going beyond midfielders to go And that, that rubs off in players That rubs off in your teammates You know, and it, it, it runs right through the Celtic team But he's he's been fantastic And I suppose, again You know, to maybe sums it up That he doesn't need to be involved all the time No He was quite quiet yesterday yeah, A lot of strikers over the years mm-hmm. I mean, and you look at Haaland down the road He's there at the right time all, yep. all the time To put the ball in the net And, and that's a sign of a, a good striker well, Let's bring in Ross Who's a Harps fan actually Any thoughts on the game itself Ross The big talking points There were a few um, Well the biggest talking point Was certainly the um, The sending off mm-hmm. um, From where I seen it I didn't think it was a sending off I think um, Nick Walsh got the, the yellow card right I think if that was at the other end It wouldn't have been checked On VAR I don't think that would have been checked 
there was a few things that weren't checked yesterday. The Starfield one and the challenge on um, Xander Clark wasn't checked. And if you slow that down on VAR, it will look exactly as you want to see it. You seriously think that was a red card challenge from Starfield? No, Starfield attacked the goalkeeper, yeah. Come, attacked? Right, come, look, I, I, I know we are very dramatic in this part of the world. Attacked, Ross? So you don't think that he ran right into Xander Clark? He could have stopped? No. Well, that sounds very different from attacked, if I'm sure you'll agree. So well, I think the two of them are the same thing, really, as far as that's concerned. Stay with, stay with me here, Ross, because I thought Alec Cochrane's challenge in Maida was a red card offence. Now, why I say that, partly is because I was at McDermott Park for Super Scoreboard on Saturday. Charlie McGrew was sent off for a challenge in Melker Halberg, similar area of the, well, the other side, but a similar angle going into the box. Last man challenge I didn't think Kai Rose uh, Was getting to Maida Dogzo if you will no last man Indeed um, Where Hearts fans And Stephen Naismith For me The only area Where they would have A wee bit of complaint is Is it a clear yes. and obvious Error By Nick Walsh Does Willie Collum Need to get involved In that um, I actually think In You know In the finale They've got to the right decision but I think Hart's kind of a quarrel about how they got to the right decision, if yeah. that makes any sense. What's your take on it, Simon? I think Maeda's going in. I think you look at the, the pace of Maeda and the position from the side, Maeda's going in on goal. So, as I, as Roger says, is it an obvious error? That's that, that's the, the, the issue mm. with the VAR. It always has been, you know, how, how they translate it from the VAR uh, box. But for me, if he doesn't get brought down, he's in on goal, for an effort on goal. Yeah. You, obviously you disagree Ross I totally disagree This is a lot like um, 2006 When Ian Brines um, Sent off um, Takis Fisas And if you remember back to then um, Ian Brines back, was backed up By the really yes. young uh, I, I mean I do need to I suppose hold my hands up sometimes I don't remember it Roger I'd love to can you can you help your no, the, the stat? There's one guy that can remember it. No, Roger. Roger. no I don't. I can't remember mean? that. I see. Typical. Willie, Willie Young and Hearts. I always, I always think back to the '98 Cup final when Willie Young gave that penalty to Hearts in the opening minute. I do remember that, uh, but no, I don't remember Ian Brines and Takis Fisas. Good player, Takis Fisas. Is that is that a fair um, issue that Hearts have? Like Ross just disagrees with everything um, about it, which is fine. You know that, that that's well within his rights, but the is it a clear and obvious error? This is the that's, bit that everybody's bit. struggling with that's with VAR, isn't it? I almost wish they had just never introduced that, but then I get why... What, VAR? Oh, well, <laughs> funny you mention it. Mm. But that, that does seem to be the area that causes well, the most frustration. Well, However, I get it to a point because it's meant to, and I've got the old air quotes going on because you can't see it on radio, it's meant to mean that you're not always re-refereeing the game. But well, is it working? When does it... You know the tariff of this. When, where do you intervene and where do you not intervene? As I say, I think it's a red card. If Nick Walsh had flashed a red card, no straight away, no complaints whatsoever. But is it clear I think and obvious? Alan, I think for... Alan Muir got it right at McDermott Park as well for Charlie McGrew on Saturday. It's a similar one on Sunday. But is it clear and obvious? You listen to some of the pundits in the game yesterday. Andy Walker was vociferous that it was the wrong decision. So. When you hear people arguing that it wasn't a red, then mm. suddenly you begin to think, well, is, is it really clear and obvious? So to my mind, they've got to the right mm. decision, 
but uh, you know, I think Hearts have a, a genuine complaint about how they've got to it. Just a quick anecdote, because everyone keep mention, keeps mentioning Dyson Maida's pace. I remember going to one of these referee briefing sessions that you have the privilege of going to sometimes as a member of the much maligned media. And um, sort of making that point, does a player's pace... That's a good question, isn't it? Come, in, ...come into the equation when... Imagine the guy you're talking a slower player. And um, the, I'll, I'll, leave him, I'll leave him nameless, right, for now. But the referee, well-known referee, when I asked the question, looked at me as if I was an idiot and was like, of course you don't take the player's pace into account. Which surprised me. Because yeah. uh, what's a clear and obvious goal-scoring opportunity For one to player, Simon Donnelly? Might not be point. to Roger Hanna. No offence, Roger, if you don't mind. I thought you were going to compare me with my head. <laughs> if, you, if you watch YouTube footage from Farnborough Town over the weekend, you, 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 you might see that there's not too much of a difference. So, um, yeah, you were playing down there, weren't you, Simon Donnelly? Um, no, I was on the pitch. But anyway, like that, that's just that's by the by. Um I mean Gary's on Surely it's clear and obvious Because it's a red card decision And the ref gave a yellow It couldn't get more clear and obvious Surely But that's the thing Gary Like I'm not disagreeing That it's a red And Roger thinks it's a red as well But you can't just package it like that I think the point is If everybody's so split How can it be clear and obvious That That's kind of what you, you end up Coming back to yeah. Isn't it? I th- yeah It's different if The wording that comes out From the SFA is Saying to Listen guys we're going to do everything in our power to get the decision right. And by the way, this and is an IFAB thing. This is not even necessarily yeah, just the way yeah. we do it. So, you know, if if Willie thinks that Nick's not going to get it right, then Willie will say, Nick, listen, you need to come and have a wee look at this. I don't think you've got this right. And, you know, it might not mm. be clear and obvious, but I, I think we better get our heads together here. And, and but it's not the way it's meant right. to work. But that's not the way it's meant but, to work. But then for some people, ultimately, <laughs> if, we, if we accept that we're going to not get everything... Bang on Would you but, rather just have the right outcome in the yes. end You know something Yes And I think so, it, I think it was the right outcome And it's hard for us Hearts were playing really well mm. at the time That Alec Cochran was sent off um, It put them at a severe disadvantage For more than half the game Celtic went on and won the game Hearts have things to chase as well They still hope to reel in Aberdeen And get third place And get a passport into the Europa League qualifiers So there's big stakes for Hearts there I can understand the annoyance I can understand a, a sense of grievance But I think they get the decision right mm. And for the avoidance of doubt I don't want it to be said That I step away from the big questions Did Carl Starfell attack Xander Clark? No Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Okay, beat the pundit time Roger Hanna and Simon Donnelly are here waiting for you to come on and take them on It's 01419511025 And you need your call in before 7 o'clock Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Simon Donnelly are here It was a title winning weekend for Celtic We're looking back on all the key moments the main figures, the comparative success to other teams, the style of play, the relationship with Ange Postacoglu, it is all there. Uh, so do get your thoughts in. It was a busy weekend elsewhere though, so please, please get in touch. Rangers fans, what did you make of yesterday? Because I know it wasn't about the title, but a very interesting day in terms of changes made by Michael Beale, what the future might look like, comments made after the game by Michael Beale. Lots of interesting stuff there. So let us know right now, 0141 951 1025 and we'll do this first 
Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. It is Beat the Pundit time. Let's see how we go tonight. Oscar is a St Mirren fan on the line. How are you, Oscar? I'm not bad, mate. Yourself? Not bad, thank you. Hoping to do better than your team at the weekend, I would imagine. Hi, mate. Hi. What's happening there? Don't know, mate. <laughs> what? A fair enough. It's a fair enough answer, Roger Hanna. Yeah, that's a, looking, that's, that's a level of analysis you'd normally reserve for a Tuesday night. Looking to make sure they don't fall off at the the wrong point of the season. Did well to get top six, but they did really well to get top six. And I do think they're still in the frame for Europe. If there's five teams going to qualify for Europe, you know they've got Hart at Paisley on Saturday. That's a big game, and yeah, I don't see any reason why Oscar and Mun fans shouldn't still be positive about the, the last four games well look I've had a look at these questions and I can assure you these questions are much easier than the post split fixtures we'll speed is going to be key pressure on it. very easy tonight so heads it will be Roger Hanna minus one and tails it will be Simon Donnelly and it is tails it's Simon oh. up against Oscar from Fergusley so what we'll do is give Simon some greatest hits radio and his lug Nice and loud so that you can't hear us, Oscar. 30 seconds, answer as many as you can. Pass if you don't know. It's that simple, okay? All right, mate, never. Let's go. Before yesterday, in what year did Celtic last win the title at Tynecastle? 2019. Who was Michael Beale the manager of directly before Rangers? Nottingham Forest? I don't know. Who did Queen's Park face in the first championship playoff game? Who scored Rangers only goal against Aberdeen on Sunday? Morelos Name any team in Celtic's Champions League group this year Pass Who's bottom of Scottish League 1? Abroad I wonder if we got to the end of Oscars beat the pundit there This is happening all a bit bit too often for me these days I think we got to the end of Oscars beat the pundit answers Uh Uh-huh then I think a wee, a, wee, a wee frustrated word slipped in right. Towards the end From Oscar mm. Or you No for me <laughs> Come on Although that's a good feature I've never thought about that Yeah I could just tell someone really What, what, what I think of them And just them? bang how, how Of course work, Well listen Nobody wants me to explain this yeah. But um, I suppose in theory So Oscar was frustrated that he's Yeah yeah I would say so um, Performance Anyway same set, of, same set of questions to you Simon Donnelly You right. ready? Promise not to swear Okay time starts now Before yesterday In what year did Celtic last win the title at Tynecastle? Pass who was Michael Beale the manager of directly before Rangers? QPR. Who did Queen's Park face in the first championship playoff game? The Jags. Who scored Rangers only goal against Aberdeen on Sunday? Cantwell. Name any team in Celtic's Champions League group this year. Leipzig. Who's bottom of Scottish League One? Pass. Who's Hibs top scorer this season? Nisbet. Who will Albion Rovers play in the SPFL playoff? Spartans. How many appearances has Joe Hart made for Celtic? I think we started. 100. Okay. Oscar, are you still there? Aye. Right, don't swear this time. How do you think that went? No good. <laughs> Not good. <laughs> See, that's what you should have said the first time. It was that simple. Uh, anyway, before yesterday, I said these questions were easy and then I felt a bit guilty because the first one is tough. Roger, Tynecastle. 17? I might have known you would know. 2017. Tynecastle, last time Celtic won the title there. Michael oh, Beale yeah. was the manager of QPR, 1-0 Simon. Partick Thistle... Play Queen's Park 2-0 Simon Todd Cantwell scored for Rangers 3-0 Simon He didn't get that one RB Leipzig Shakhtar Donetsk or Real Madrid 
4-0 Simon Whitewash No because you did Well you didn't get Peterhead But neither did did. Um, oh he's gone <laughs> he is, He's officially gone this time I didn't pull the plug Pulled it on himself um, Nisbet Spartans And 100 for Joe Hart He did very well Because I said You got 7 7-0 seven 7-0 nil. Seven nil. No wonder Oscar I think was... Oscar just said Fergusly <laughs> Oscar swore and then hung up. That's how bad it went for Oscar. That's a bit of a doing. Um, Sorry, Oscar. Oscar the Grouch. I don't know if there'll be that many Oscars kicking about Fergus Lee that I think he's going to be easily Do identifiable. Do you know what I thought when he said, I thought it was going to be the guys again? Oh, no, no, listen, they're banned. They, they, we've, they're cleaning us out. Anything from that neck of the woods. What, the Paisley now? Chuckle yeah, Brothers? No, yeah. they're gone. Because we've got no signed balls left <laughs> and they win every week. The only person swearing louder than Oscar at the minute is Hugh Keevans, or more to the point, the Keevans' grandchildren, because it is Brighton nil, Everton four Someone after seventy six minutes. This is a coupon buster. One of the results of the great, season. Great result for Everton. Well, I'll tell you what, Brighton, you get what you deserve. You play Billy Gilmore. He performs brilliantly. You take him out the team. Yeah, yeah. The rest, you know what I mean. So yeah. You only get yourself to blame. Goal. You might have World Cup winners and the rest in there But that's of no interest to us Do the right thing um, Nathan Patterson incidentally Started for Everton And it was one of those The fourth goal was one of those really annoying ones Rangers fans Think Nadir Chiefchi I was just about to say Were yeah. you, the, you at Dundee yes, United at the time? Yeah, Were yeah. he celebrating before he's even he put the ball the into the back of the net? So. Yeah That was a goal that Mark Wilson recalled When he had that bet that he was going to score six goals for yes, St Johnson and it didn't quite happen no. uh, Speaking of Ibrooks and it was on the, the tease of the uh, on th- beat the pundit there as well. Todd Cantwell's goal. What did you make of yesterday, Rangers fans? I, I know it wasn't a particularly significant result, but it, it was sort of everything that went around it. The team lineup, the comments from Michael Beale afterwards about Alfredo Morelos. Really, very strong comments. I'm going to play them. A great line, as a uh, old hacks like Roger Hanna and Hugh Evans would say. But let's bring in Gerard first, who's on the line. How are you, Gerard? Hi, good evening. Good evening, panel. Hi, Gordon. Hi, Roger and Simon. Hi, boys. All good, all good. What, what's your take on... What was your spin on this Celtic success, if you like? You know, we've heard a lot of praise. Have you, have you got a, a unique spin to put on it? Well, I, I, absolutely amazing. Obviously, the big, big Andy deserves, he deserves all the projects he gets. He's been fantastic. He came into like an absolute shambles, as he's been spoken before. But I would just like to point out the, the two boys in the background staff, John Kerry and... Uh, Gavin Strachan got a hell of a lot of sticks, the same as Neil Lennon did when, they went, when it all went pear-shaped. But, um, and some of it was really personal and stuff, but nobody seems to be pointing out with the job that these boys have done. And I would like you just go on record that it's very much appreciated. It's a fair, it, it was a unique spin, because it's not something that's been mentioned yet. Important, do you think, Simon? Yeah, and I think that was acknowledged with uh, Ange in his post-match interview. You know, he, he, he talked about the backroom team, he talked about all the staff, he talked about the players, and it's very much a team effort. So, absolutely. Everybody has to take some credit in this, you know. Uh, he's came in, he's he's made it known how he wants people to work alongside him, and, you know, if, uh, it, it gives me an impression if he wasn't happy with people, they wouldn't be there. Yeah, I mean, Roger, a lot was made of this last season because he came in without backroom staff since I did Harry Kuehl. Um But particularly for the guys Gerard mentions, this will maybe be before Simon's time on the show, we used to have callers who would refer to Gavin Strachan as laptop boy on the show. Such was their frustration and 
Suspicion His lack of involvement Or whatever it was Now You're a young man Surely you know your technology better than me Was Mm. you not iPad boy? It was both It was interchangeable It was like the world's worst superhero Mm -hmm. Um, We did definitely have both (laughs) Um, But you're right Um, Again We said earlier about result being king Don't hear that sort of criticism anymore Listen the bottom line is John Kennedy and Gavin Strachan are Exceptionally good coaches Uh, People have tried to take John Kennedy away from Celtic over the years And haven't managed to do so Gavin Strachan very highly regarded for his coaching Um, I don't know what the future will hold for the two of them They may well at one stage in their careers Become managers in their own right Um, The difference is now that Celtic's recruitment over the last couple of years Has been outstanding the Ange Postecoglou came in and from a standing start really um, has rejuvenated the entire football department at, at Celtic um, from Joe Hart with his 100 games to Kyogo with his 50 goals and everyone in between it is unrecognisable from the Celtic squad and the Celtic performances that Ange Postecoglou inherited a couple of years ago um, I am sure because I've heard him say it himself that he gives enormous credit to John Kennedy, to Gavin Strachan, to Stevie Woods as well, and, and the rest of that backroom staff, Harry Kuehl, this season. So it is a team effort, it is a collective, and Ange Postecoglou is at the top of that. Is, is it must be a bit of a no-win <clears throat> position. You've been member of coaching staffs before, Simon, but like you only get criticism when it goes wrong. You don't really get praise when things go right. I mean, you can add physios to that. You've got a big injury list. Every Our physios are rubbish. Nobody ever phones in and says we've got amazing physios. You know, it's like like we said, everything yeah, but, the, uh, stat, the scattergun gun <clears throat> comes out when things are bad, but not not so much when things are good. Yeah, obviously that season, uh, the disappointing season uh, during COVID. If you're not winning, you get stuck. You just only have to look at Rangers just now. That that just goes with the territory. But what Roger has said earlier on about walking in the door. Without any staff, the important guys are the players, and he knew what he was he was bringing in, and he knew where it was going to take Celtic with the Japanese lads, definitely because he'd all already worked with them. Being a coach myself, it's an important role, but you have to have the players. You know, you have to have the ability there to go and try and manage and get the best out of, and that's that's the key. But again, at the same time, I'm not taking anything away from the job that the guys have did. And as I said, the guy himself, the boss, has you know reflected on that yesterday in his post-match comments. But it is the players, and that's that's the key. It goes back to recruitment, and he's been he's excelled in that. He really it's has. Fun, it's funny as a first team coach, you know, go back to the John Kennedy Gavin Strachan thing. It's funny because and all the success Jackie McNamara was having at Partick Thistle and Dundee United, no. he got all the plaudits. Mm-hmm. Poor Simon's doing the work <laughs> in the training ground, doesn't get any credit whatsoever. But the flip side. Mm-hmm. See when Gordon DL bangs on about breaking city, he never says Simon was Mark Wilson's number two. <laughs> that is true. That the is mushroom very, gets a hundred percent of the blame. That is very true. I mean, John Kennedy in particular will remember the number of calls we used to get about. I mean, John Kennedy's supposed to be the defensive yeah, coach, yeah, which yeah. I'm never sure he was, but yeah, and the defence is rotten. No. But now the defence is good. So what? Why? why does that not? Yeah. flip on its head. For, fortunately, I think John Kennedy is um, sensible enough that he can see through it all. And he knows the work he would have done under Brendan Rodgers and Neil Lennon. He knows the work he's doing now under Ange Postecoglou, and he will be enjoying the fruits of his labours at the minute. Are there any unsung heroes in terms of playing staff, Gerard, or have they all had the, the credit they deserve? 
No, 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 not at all. Listen, I know, I know, uh, big Ange, big the boys up yesterday, and he brings them up every, every opportunity. But from a supporter's point of view, I don't hear any, many of the fans giving them a pat in the back that they deserve. That's what I'm saying. So I would just like to say, if they do hear this, thanks very much, boys. You've you been through a rough time a couple of years ago, but. Back up and we're all right. Good stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Gavin Strachan's got the app fired up on his iPad as we speak. He'll be listening. He'll be he'll be <laughs> delighted with the praise. Um, Unsung heroes. Is there such a thing? Uh, did you read uh, their colleague David Freeland, no, his Scottish son, yesterday? I, I was busy. He had a, a column saying that Carl Starfield was the unsung hero of okay. this Celtic title win. Maybe a Royster Hearts fan doesn't agree. I mean, we get, yeah. That, that attack um, we, we do get wall to wall Sort of coverage now With social media So I think it's maybe harder now To be an unsung hero Because yeah. people are People are <clears> going to <throat> praise Greg Taylor And they're, you know, they're going to praise Whoever is, is there anyone you feel Needs a bit more A bit more of a mention Than, than what they've had Is Starfield a fair shout Is there someone I think else he's a, I think he's a fair shout Because I think he, he came in For a bit of criticism At the start uh, Last season You know Made a couple of mistakes And it was all focused on He can't do this He can't do that He's built a really good partnership there with Carter Vickers, you know, and it's been rock solid more often than not. He's got a turn of pace, deceptive turn of pace, and I think he defends well. He might not be as comfortable on the ball as Carter Vickers, but again, you have to realise he's playing on that left-hand side as a right-footer, so that might be a little bit uh, of a reason why, but I think he's been solid. I think the two of them have been. Uh, but you go right through the team. Uh, everybody has played their part. Because the only people who can I'm making up rules here by the way Roger It's my own criteria You can only be considered An unsung hero If you've not been mentioned In the talk For player of the year Last week Do you know what I mean Because we had a couple Even mentioning Someone like Greg Taylor Who can maybe A bit A touch I don't know Go under the radar you can't mention someone For player of the year And then This is one of my favourite weeks Say that they're unsung You see because the football writers choose a player of the year a few, yep. week, few weeks down the line. Right. This is where the players choose their player of the year. The four-man shortlist due to be announced on Wednesday. Okay. And there's always a furore. Somebody's missed out or somebody's on that people don't think it should be on. And myself and Hugh Keevans and David Frail, we get off scot-free because it's the players that have done exactly. it this week. Yeah, yeah. This is a great week. <laughs> yeah. I thoroughly look forward when, to it. When Wednesday. is your one? A few the 28th, I think. Right, okay. Yeah, so no, it's even more they, I think about it. I'm not sure. Are, are there any other unsung? Because the, the attacking players have sort of done, like, I mean, you know, Kyogo, obviously. Maida. Maida's maybe the one of the, oh, okay. of the start. Because at the start of the season, people would say, well, I think Abada so should start. Many yeah, callers that we get in the show <laughs> saying Leela Abada should okay. start. Haksabanovic should start. Look what he does off the bench. He's absolutely he, fabulous. He is actually a good show. Because we, the others kind of get the, high, uh, the headlines. Your Jotas and your okay. Kyogos. Maeda for me epitomises what a team player is all about. He's he's he has no real flashiness about him, but he just works and works and I've said it time and time again, to play against him must be a nightmare oh. because he just pushes it by every he asks questions of you and when he's not got the ball, he's going in behind every time. He's offering himself for his his teammates, he's actually Instigating the pass from the the teammate with his movement, he's been relentless this year. Also, and he doesn't—he can't really say unsung because he—he he does get he's, sung. He's sung, but the, the captain, you know, I, I think if you're in the middle, in the midst of greatness, sometimes you don't really realise you're in the midst of greatness. It's only when players retire that they get the sort of credit they deserve. But if you look back to Ange coming in in that game at Tynecastle that they lost John Souter scored etc 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 how important must Callum McGregor have been A on the field of play 
to mm. be off the field of play yeah. as a newly appointed captain taking over from one of the most decorated captains in the club's history that's a big enough task but then he needs to mould together a squad of players that have come in from Africa. Japan yeah. South Korea Australia Canada America <laughs> you name it and he's pulled them all together into a formidable force so you know Callum McGregor has has been outstanding Sorry for I shouldn't laugh when you're making a very serious point about Callum McGregor Brido has just sent me a tweet right to say that he met Gavin Strachan once and asked him to sign his iPad telling him <laughs> that his iPad is more famous than him the iPad must stay and sure enough he's sent me a picture of, of a iPad. signed iPad <laughs> That's absolutely fabulous From Gavin Strachan There you are Gerard see what you've done thank you very much Rangers fans we're going to look back at Ibrox yesterday some extremely interesting Comments from Michael Beale. I'll play them and want your reaction next. Give us a call. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Apologies to you, Simon Donnelly, because you're a victim of your company tonight. You've got a Roger Hanna level teaser to oh, tackle. Oh, right, okay. Um, I'm, I'm just happy I had a, a 7 0 win. That's true. It is extremely difficult, this question. Let me just quickly count them up to double check. So we're looking at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Wow, that's going to be tough. There are ten managers who've managed in the Scottish top flight on a permanent basis and they've also managed a non European international team. It's so tough. So just 10 managers, they've managed in the Scottish top flight and they've managed internationally, but for a non-European team. This is going to be brutal, it really is. What about our old pal Bobby Williamson? Bobby Williamson, manager of? Well, I think originally Uganda and latterly Kenya. Correct, well done. (coughs) My goodness. Does does not include Scotland managers, apparently. It was sent in by the Crazy Pony. I'm not sure how many that would... Ex-Livingston manager Marcio Maximo Honestly How, how have you he's gone there? Get, I mean what got, country did he manage? Um, I think it may well have been Was it one of the Caribbean days Like Curaçao or something? No Cayman Islands Cayman Tanzania Islands. And Guyana yeah. Curaçao I mean, not something you put in who, a cocktail who knows, who knows that stuff? Anyway well done Grudgingly uh, I'm struggling so, so, Some of these you? guys have ma- Well listen there's a very obvious one Shabba Laszlo well, yeah, because he managed um, Uganda, didn't he? As well. Yeah, Laszlo. Okay, but there's an even yeah. easier one. Andrew. Oh, Come on. Post the cockles. Come on. Right, okay, we'll leave it there and you can get your thought. By the way, if you want to send a question in, it doesn't need to be as hard as that. Fulltime at Clyde1.com. Fulltime at Clyde1.com. Send your questions in. So tonight, uh, looking for the men who have managed in the Scottish top flight on a permanent basis. And they've also managed a non-European international team. Unbelievable start. Bobby Williamson, Shabba Laszlo, Ange Postacoglu and Marcio Maximo. Apparently. Thanks to Crazy Pony for the question. Let's hear from <coughs> Michael Beale. Rangers won by a goal to nil against Aberdeen at Ibrox yesterday. Good strike from Todd Cantwell. Goal of the weekend, in fact, according to Roger Hanna. Um but it was never going to be really about the, the result. The league title was, was done if it wasn't yesterday. I think everyone knew that. It was more about the team selection and what happens going forward. And certainly these comments from Michael Beale. What do you make of this Rangers fans? He's talking about the future and in particular that of Alfredo Morelos. 
some of them boys will definitely be here next year, of course, but obviously there'll be some new faces and there was one or two injuries as well, I thought. With the ball all day, we had some good moments. I thought Fashion and Rabi had two moments in the first half in particular where they linked up well, which opened become goals. I think sometimes I feel that we're the most wasteful team in the final third that I've ever seen, really, because the amount of chances we have in the games which we don't take and... Uh, no, I thought Ridvan did himself well today. I thought John Suter come on and did well and all. Robbie had a really strong performance. I thought the uh, the save early in the game was in a really big moment. But I thought other than that, he looked really assured and looked a good goalkeeper. It's a fair play to him. I think you saw a difference when Alfredo come on in terms of energy. Uh, not a positive difference as well. So... I think, yeah, we'll need a focal point to the team for sure. Antonio's not fit at the moment. Alfredo's obviously going to be moving on. So I thought Fashion and Rabi gave us a different type of front line today. I thought, because I missed him just there, I thought, again, it was nice to see Yanis Hadji get some movement after being out for a year. I thought he had some nice touches. I thought across the whole game, we had some passages of really good play, but we have to be more decisive if we want to if we want to feel at ease at the end of the game, because to be fair to Barry's Aberdeen team, they're organised, he's got them going, they've come off seven wins, five clean sheets, and they come here today and they try to stay in the game, and they had a couple of moments on the counter where we need to do better as well. That line was quite something, Roger. You saw a change in energy when Alfredo Morelos came on, but not in a good way. Yeah, um, had that line been uttered in September or October of this season, you would think that Michael Beale is trying to Motivate through embarrassment Alfredo Morelos But he is now four games from the end Of his Rangers career I think Michael Beale's just reached the end of his tether with him And just is now publicly Just saying what he actually thinks privately um, I saw some images on social media A rather cruel comparison of the body shape of Alfredo Morelos When he first came into the Rangers team And the body shape of Alfredo Morelos Now And um, it's not flattering for him. Um, his performances this season have not been worthy of a new contract. So it doesn't surprise me that Rangers are letting him go. The task for Michael Beale <coughs> is to find a new centre forward mm. who's going to score 100 odd goals for Rangers. The task for Alfredo Morelos is to try and resurrect his career somewhere else. But wherever he goes, he's going to have to work harder than he is yeah. just now. I mean, you understand that you're fine with it. I've seen some on Twitter saying. Along the lines of oh, Maybe didn't need to be as harsh Or maybe didn't need to throw Morelos under the bus We do love that phrase Don't we in Scottish football um, was, was the timing right? Was the execution right? Was the language right for you? Yeah Listen Rangers season's over um, It was over from the moment Jota's goal won The Scottish Cup semi-final for Celtic So Michael Beale Quite correctly Is using the last four or five games Of this season To make decisions On some players For next season um, if his mind wasn't made up at Alfredo Morelos prior to yesterday, I think it probably was anyway, Gordon. It's certainly made up now. Um, and, you know, when, when he comes out, if we are talking about it, if the fans are talking about it, if social media is talking about it, you can bet the players inside that Ibrox dressing room are talking about it. And maybe it's a tool used by Michael Beale just to say to the rest of them, if you don't up your game, you'll be next for this mm. treatment. Let's bring in Scott, who's a Rangers fan from Falkirk. What did you make of that yesterday, Scott? It is the end of the road, according to Michael Beale, for Alfredo Morelos. How does that make you feel? Um, to be honest, um, I'm not quite surprised. Um, ultimately, I think in the last, um, last year, I mean, look at what, fifth of me a year on, 
um, you know, we were in a European final um, last year, um, kind of compared to where we are just now. But Morelos needs to go. I think overall, um, there, there does need to be um, room for new players to come in. Um, we've got it off the off the boil. I mean, ultimately, again, I go back to I've made a couple of points already, but defensively, um, we, we don't we don't look solid. Um, we're bringing in Suter who was injured, and I said we, we didn't need him in the first place. I don't think still um, we let Balogun out go a, you know a while ago. Um, we have you know. We're, we're sitting there with, with Barisic and Tavney, which is which is fine. I think there's only two players. I mean, Tav showed up um, and, and a couple of firms. But defensively, two silly mistakes. One from Ben Davies, who's, who's come from Liverpool. Um, we shouldn't be making those mistakes. And, and sort of again, lost his old firm. And the last one, I mean, four four defensive players standing looking at a ball um, when the whistle was not gone, which is, is, is a bit ridiculous as well. So we've let, we've let a slipper go in there in a semi-final. Um, and ultimately up front as well we're lacking um, Roof's injured um, we've got Cholak who's, who's injured as well Morelos is is not fit and, and quite rightly so if he goes in the summer we need to bring some new players in that are actually going to play for the badge um, as I said it's just last year we've, we've let things go we let Bassi go um, fantastically defensively obviously you know I can't complain because obviously the money we got for him but we've let him go we let Balogun go away down south um, which I think he was actually Maybe one of our best defenders, to be honest. Um, and then from from there on, we just let players go go out the door. Aribo, great quality as well, and we've not really brought, I would say, fantastic quality as well. I, I wouldn't pay five million for Tillman. That's for sure, anyway. Um, so yeah, we've just not we've just not hit the ball in the mark on on strikers, um, defensively. And to be honest, now we're looking at who do we get who do we get in goals. McGregor's just just off the ball. I think it's not his fault. He's, he's, he's getting tired. He's a bit slow, and we need someone that's going to step up. And that's I think where we are. This summer is is big for us. I think Bobby McCrory, Roger certainly sound. You listen to that clip there from Michael Beale, full of praise. Any reason he doesn't stay in for the remainder of the of, of the season, or at least for yeah, a bit more I of it? I don't think anything needs to be achieved by bringing Alan McGregor or John McLaughlin back in. You know what you're getting from McGregor and McLaughlin. This will be. Um, an audition for Robbie McCrory to see if he has a longer term future um, perhaps pushing Jack Butland next season I don't really see perhaps I'm doing the lad a disservice I don't see Robbie McCrory yet as being a first choice Rangers goalkeeper I think he you know if, if McGregor leaves McLaughlin perhaps leaves in the summer it could be say Butland mm. and McCrory next season um, but the first hour of the show was about Celtic winning the league about Ange Postecoglou about the players What's happened in the last two years, and it's, Scott's about to agree with me here, Celtic are in a better place because of recruitment. Quite simply, they've got rid of players and they've re- recruited better players and the players have formed a better team and they've won five out of the six trophies in the last couple of years. Rangers, as Scott says, good players like Bassey, Patterson, Naribo, others have been sold um, and they haven't been adequately replaced and the likes of Morelos and Kent and others aren't as good as they were a year or two ago. They've let their standards slip. So, you know, whether there's a sporting director appointed or not, whether Michael Beale <coughs> takes charge personally of all recruitment, whatever happens in a, in a listen, in a fast-changing situation at Rangers, when you look in the last few days about how many people have left the football club behind the scenes, whoever is in charge of recruitment in the summer needs to bring in mm. better players. Well, I, I think... Scott rhymes off so many and we know that that rebuild 
was always it was looking likely that it would involve Alfredo Morelos. So that that's not the surprising bit from yesterday, Simon, or the the headline grabbing bit. It's just the the strength of that that dig. It's at yeah. least a yellow card for Michael Beale yeah. the challenge on on Alfredo Morelos. Um, to use the the sort of football cliche, it's. It is a very clear indication of how he feels about the player now, isn't it? It is, and it's the end of the road for Morelos. And from a coach's perspective, I think going back to the Stevie G era when Morelos was probably at his best, he still frustrated the life out of people for unnecessary red cards. He seemed to get over that, and in recent times it's been his fitness. And I'll go back and say it again, it's one of the easiest things to achieve as a professional footballer is get your fitness right. And I think up until now, I go back again, he's, for me he's Rangers' best striker. So up until last week, they were still playing for something. Mm-hmm. So Michael Beale had to keep him on side. But I think the performance last week is just the rod that broke the, the camel's back. And, and that's total frustration to, uh, yesterday that he's come out with that. But it's obviously evident that it's the end of the road and he probably won't play again. Simon, you were kidnapped. Off the air, you were kidding on. You were saying you've been downplaying in a game at the weekend, and you've seen YouTube footage of yourself. Yeah. And, and, and the first thing you thought was, "Don't, what, don't what, tell the listeners because they'll all be looking at it." <laughs> uh, 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 and you, what did you say to me? I need to go on a diet. You said, "Yeah." That's so right. you just dig him you, out. You, you're a former player, uh, a man of a certain age. Me as a coach looking, looking at Morelos. But wait, 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 does Morelos not look at himself must. and say, "Listen, I'm getting paid a lot of money here." I might need to shape up a wee bit because I'm letting myself down, I'm letting my teammates down, look at, look I'm letting at the, the club down, and I'm letting these 50,000 guys who are watching me, I'm letting them down as well. I'm not ignoring the goals that he scored for, for Rangers, right, and in Europe and stuff, but look at the guy across the city yeah. and the way he goes about his business up front. Now, Morelis, for me, when he was fit and at his peak, would be a handful for centre-backs. 100%. But now he, he can't get around. He can't get around, and we've been saying it for... Long and weary And that's where I think Michael Beale's at with him now Yeah Yeah Scott Bradley says I absolutely love Alfie He'll go down as one of my favourite players To play for the club But he's massively let himself down this season It will be sad to see him leave But it has to happen Best for both parties um, I wonder privately At what point Michael Beale Was done with Alfredo Morelos because you would have to assume it, it wasn't just at full time yesterday. No. But as you guys have said, you've got last, no, op- you've la, got la, no option. Last week was the last you, chance. You, you wonder if it was even before that, though. It might you, have been, you, but like he played say, last he's, week. He's not going to come out and make that comment with 10 games to go or cup games to go. So I'm, per, I'm just per, curious. Per, per to the injuries to Roof and Chola. Yeah. He didn't really have any alternative but to stick with Morelos. Um, yesterday he went with you know Sakala. Matondo one side, Cantwell and Hadji in there. I'll, I'll be fascinated to see what happens come 12.30 on Saturday when newly crowned champions come to Ibrox. Um, does he stick mm. the same team? Does he have a plan B? Is Cholak fit? Is Kent fit? Does he play? Because his contract's coming to an end. There's very limited benefit in playing him, I would say, long term. So, you know, it's easy to pick the Robbie McCrory's and the Robbie Matondo's of this world and Sakala centre forward mm. when it's Aberdeen less easy to do so when it's Celtic yeah, coming sure to we can debate that later in the week I mean Scott were you happy to see those players used yesterday it, it certainly felt like that's what the callers all the last week were, were wanting a bit of freshness a bit of change were you happy enough to see the, the pack shuffled yesterday? Um, I, I mean I think I think so um, 
it's just a bit disappointing, as I said, with what we've got up front. Um, you know, Morales, you know, Kinder, Roof, um, and then Morales is just, just not fit. And, and ultimately, I, I like to see it shuffled. Kent, um, I think, to be honest, we need to we need to do something because we can't just be buying players for seven million pounds and then you know letting them get out the door for free, um, well you know on a free transfer and and, and going somewhere, um, you know out, out of contract we can't be doing that because that's that's bad business, um, really I mean realistically again when you look at it over the season though, everyone's going on about and and ultimately I'm not taking away from Celtic you know they've, they've won you know probably the, the three trophies and very scaly so I don't see them doing anything spectacular, um. And that's no disrespect to myself at all, because I know they will. You know they're going to give it everything they have. But over the season with Celtic, there's been three defining games. Ultimately, one at Ibrox defensively, we're two one up. Kyogo gets a goal. It's it's two apiece. Um, the second one, we're at Celtic Park. It's you know two defensive mistakes again. That's that's it's ridiculous from a, a defender that's coming from Liverpool, and then ultimately um, you know Suter again as well. So that was three two. Um, so there's there's one goal difference, and then that semi final we lost by one goal. So over those three old firms that we've had, there's only been two goals really in it. But I really think it's because defensively um, we're not structured. And as as you've seen, um, Elon as well, going on our point of Stephen Jarrett Sterard here away with Morelos. I just think it was built. You know, when he came in, you know, we got decent players in. You know, Bassi and Aribo who were you know brought in for maybe four or five hundred thousand pounds who weren't getting games down south, but then all of a sudden big teams come calling for them. Um, and we brought them in and we built that team up. And then all of a sudden we've just, we've let all these players go without bringing in the right players in. And it's just, it's sad to see. Yeah, big summer rebuild, I think, is the, the summary of Scott's points. Um, I, mean, I, I get it, Rogers, because fans will do that. Scott's pointing out fine margins within individual games, but it's the... I mean, the, the margin of the league table tells you it's, it's been about more than just oh, a little defensive lapse here or there. That, well, it's always more yeah, than that, isn't it? Michael Bale can use whatever word he wants. I think it was a revamp that's become a rebuild. So by the time the summer comes, it'll be interesting to see what you know how he describes it. But he needs to convince Scott and the other Rangers supporters that he is the man to lead Rangers back to better times. Um, I actually think Todd Cantwell has been a decent signing since he came in. Um, Nicholas Raskin is shown in flashes Probably not quite enough for my liking But he's shown in flashes what he can do So, you know, if all the signings come in And make the mm. kind of impact that Cantwell has Then I dare say Rangers will be better Is better going to be good enough? Rivers is on Twitter Says, I hate to see it but it's true It won't affect my love for him But it's time On Alfredo Morelos of course What do you think on the phones or on Twitter? Do let us know What about this Brutally difficult teaser I'm Struggling Ten You got another couple Ten managers so. <laughs> Ten managers Who've managed in the Scottish top flight And they've managed An international team Out with Europe So You've given me Bobby Williamson Shaba Laszlo Marcio Maximo Which is Incredible What about Dick Advocate? Yes he's managed everybody Hasn't he So You can South Korea Amongst others Would be the non-European yeah. Versions Um Mixu Patalena Yes Hong Kong would you believe Yeah What? Hong Kong? Mm-hmm Big Mixu He did um, Ian Porterfield? No Yeah Simon Anything Anything at all? I've got nothing to offer I'm just going to die out in my 7 now <laughs> Trying to, well, well, well may you Well you've got, you've got Mixu You've got Ange 
as well uh, Marcel Maximo Dick Advocate Bobby Williamson Shabba Laszlo We'll try and get the rest next More calls please Number one for football in Glasgow and the West 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Final part of tonight's show It's 0141 951 1025 Simon Donnelly and Roger Hanna Have been tackling a really difficult full-time teaser From the Crazy Pony Looking for 10 managers Who've managed in the Scottish top flight And also managed a non-European country International team mm. oh, Some of the names Some of the countries more importantly Mixu, Patalainen at Hong Kong your easiest one was Ange Postacoglu, of course. Marcio Maximo? <sighs> Honestly. Um, Dick Advocat, Bobby Williamson, Shaba Laszlo. B- worth pointing out, Roger Hanna got every one of them. So we're still looking for Simon. I've got one. Have you? Yeah. I'll decide. So I was thinking along the lines of Vim Janssen in Japan, but nope. it was a club thing. And then it came to me. Dr. Joe. Dr. Joe, famously manager of Malaysia and Oman. Yeah. Obviously I knew that as well yep. no, no easy game They were a good team to watch under yep. Dr Joe Weren't yep. they oh man Really really good uh, Okay what well, you got three Two to get Three to get is it Three to get yeah. Three to get There's another One that I would put in the more Well do you know what actually Two of them Doable Had high profile managerial jobs here Oh wow well, okay. In well, fact all three did thought, one, Two in particular Jimmy Bowen No No I remember he was manager of Zambia Mmm I don't know if this has got a time limit on it or not, but um, eh, it doesn't look like it. Pedro Cascina, did he? No, not never an international job. It was getting warmer. Mm. Warmer. What's well, a good one? Come on! You're, you're nodding at us. Oh, aye. E- oh, you forget. Aye, Paul Le Guin. Paul Le Guin, Paul Le Guin. Cameroon. Right, two to get. We'll get them before the end. Let's bring in Tony, who is an Aberdeen fan. What did you take away from yesterday, Tony? Good evening, panel. How are you all doing? Good, thank you. Hope you are well, yeah? Yeah, all good. Are you good, well? Good. I'm very well, thanks. Good, I here, uh, admiring my signed ball that I received. Did you win on Be The Pundit? Well, you're good on you. These pundits have been slacking recently, I must admit. I'm glad it made its way to you safe and sound. Um, what about your team yesterday? I know you're an Aberdeen fan. What what jumped out for you? Uh, brilliant performance all, all round before. I had to watch it on the Dazzler Stick on the Rangers TV. With oh, right. Just uh, 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 yeah. um, yourself um, in there. Yeah, uh, if anyone's listening, Tony doesn't mean that. He, just, he was actually at the game. We won't give his address away. Tony, just make a straightforward point about the game. Don't get yourself in trouble. No, I'm proud of the performance. The way they set up under Robson, I don't know what he's installed in the dressing room, but it's amazing. Uh, the back three is great. That McDonald's and Scales, outstanding. Um, we should have went 2-0 up. 1-0 uh, up, sorry. But my main point is calling this evening is why was that not a penalty when Duke was WWF'd in the box? I think only because he got up and stayed on his feet. If he'd have done what they'd done in the Premier League in England, it would have been a penalty. Right, well, let's get let's get the thoughts of the guys because it was a contentious one, one of those ones that had Celtic not won the league. You probably get to this earlier yeah. in the show. Penalty for you? I think it is. I think I'd be I'd be looking for it. Yep. He's manhandled. The only debate is where it starts mm. and where it finishes. But well, it's funny actually because I I thought naively then who might argue with you. 
I thought that wasn't the bit that was in debate right. because I feel like well I mean I think obviously the contact continues into the box into the but box. whether you think it's enough so the rule is if a defender starts holding an attacker outside the penalty area and continues holding inside the penalty area the referee must award Which a penalty what, kick what happened? Um, so I don't think there's any doubt Roger the Vico, if you think there's a foul so we'll get to the first bit if you think there's a foul it does continue into the box doesn't it um, yeah probably can yeah I'm going back a step Do you Do you think there was a fill? I'm not convinced there was I, I, I know I'm a solitary voice on this That's okay um, Simon said he would have been looking for it yep. um, Duke Earlier in the season Gordon at Fur Park Yeah yep. um, He was certainly looking for it I don't want to um, Give the guy a bad name But earlier in the season other managers were giving him a bad name and accusing him of things. So I think, like many modern day footballers, don't know whether you saw your old motherwell hero Marvin Johnson win a penalty mm-hmm. for Sheffield Wednesday yesterday. He he got five point nine for artistic merit even down that well. In the politest way possible. I'm not sure it was a penalty. Duke didn't claim for it. If it been a penalty, Duke would have been all over. In the for politest it. way possible. What on earth does what Duke did at Fur Park earlier in the season have any bearing on? on because this Simon said he'd have been looking for it. Do what, I think mm, I think I mean, if Duke thinks it's a foul. Duke is again, claiming though. for again, it because again, he claims though. for everything. Right, quite rightly, I'm not complaining I, I, at Duke's conduct. I'm saying if it's a penalty, Duke's all over well, looking for it. Again, can, I, can I come in? What I meant was, if I had an you. Aberdeen persuasion, sure, I'd be looking yeah. for the penalty. But on that, I didn't, though, I didn't mean on that. Duke no, where where does it say though that we should take the player's reaction into account? It's just not. It's just not the way you would referee a game. And I, but look. You're entitled to think that it's not a penalty. That that's part of it. I'm just not sure about this psychoanalysis of Duke's behaviour, as if that well, has some bearing on the decision. It's a wee bit you were saying earlier on when you were talking to a referee and saying, "Do you take into mm. account how fast a player runs when you're going for a dog yeah. Um And he he laughed at you. I, I think it's human nature that you do take into should account you know? a player's because speed, th- like Maida. But should, you, but should you Because to spin it another way then You're right If Duke has been battered all season Being accused of going down too easily Maybe it, Maybe it's got in his head And maybe he's decided to stay on his feet On well, this occasion Well He should have gone down And he should have claimed for it Should, because be the, onus, be, should that, the onus be on him to do that It's human nature You're more likely to get it You mm. are more likely to get it You're more likely to sway people You're also more likely to sway your teammates Because there weren't too many In Barry Robson's yeah, Aberdeen team Claiming I agree for with it that. I just want to make my position clear I don't care whether it was a penalty or not I just think it's flimsy to to, judge, to to provide your opinion based on Duke's reaction I just don't know what that's got to do with it There's no I've scrolled the rules many times There is no mention of Please note referees should assess Whether player went down easy at Fur Park six months ago Human nature mm, I'm not sure I'm not sure Anyway right Thank you to Tony for his thoughts can't believe that's the end of the show already How quick was that uh, Right you've got a couple more on this teaser if you can I'm going to fire through some Alec Miller Nope Ivan Golag You've still got another former Celtic manager to get Really? David Hay? Nope Later than that Alright come on Simon You were in the right ballpark time wise The guys you were mentioning Was it? Vim Janssen Dr Joe John Barnes John Barnes Jamaica Did he? Yep <laughs> Apparently and the last one I mean In terms of a, a profile of a player Massive profile Not such a huge profile As an international manager Although did manage Motherwell And Hibs Terry Butcher And Inverness And the Philippines 
Terry Butcher Which by the way <laughs> Matthew Tweeted in Terry Butcher Which was a brilliant response Well, well done, done. Matthew uh, yeah. Thanks to everyone who called Tweeted and listened That was really busy It always is It should be on a night When we look back on a title win I'm sure we will carry it on To tomorrow Make sure you join us uh, You've got Gordon DL And To be confirmed I think TBC Yeah I think so Last where's I checked a, Where's the mushroom Oh he's gallivanting somewhere he, anyway. can't, he can't be away again He is Shocking Did Anyway, Judith Chalmers of Super Scoreboard <laughs> Amber is up next And we Whoever we may be Will be back tomorrow at 6